When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If we already had now the overwhelming proportion of the population vaccinated, we would not be having the viral dynamics that give you a red and an orange zone. If we had the overwhelming proportion of the people vaccinated, we would not be having this conversation. So the solution to all of this is to get vaccinated. Sean Reimer, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Uh, 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 News Talk 550, KTSA. Man, I hate the sound of that guy's voice. Don't you just hate the sound of that guy's voice? That guy starts talking, you just know you're about to be. Someone's bullcrapping you. Someone's bullcrapping you. Uh, it is the Sean Show, and I am Sean, oddly enough. And uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Where do I begin? Where do we begin? Uh, well, let's, let's begin. Yesterday was such a, a moronic day in general, you know, in, in regards to the news. Um, <laughs> let's, I guess let's start off. Uh, with, uh, with, uh, uh, the, whatever the hell that was in the house yesterday, um, we, we were playing, we were dipping in and out of the opening statements by the four Capitol police officers here and there, uh, in the last hour of the show. And, uh, that's, uh, it's kind of when we, uh, uh, we stumbled across, uh, some of the opening comments from like the first guy, the is it Golan, I think. Sergeant Golan, who was saying it was worse than Iraq. January 6th was worse than Iraq. All the way to the last guy, he was, they're terrorists, they're terrorists. And we find out that that guy was, was a big anti-Trump dude. Shocking. But uh, we, I, I wasn't able to listen to it while it was happening. But, uh, you know, Chris and I were, Chris was telling me what was going on. When Adam number one, <laughs> a guy that I, I, I don't, you know, I'm just to be honest with you, I don't know a thing about that guy from Illinois. I, I don't care anymore, especially after yesterday. He's, he's one of the token Republicans on the commission. Because he couldn't have Jordan there. He couldn't have any, any Republican that would actually ask difficult questions. So you got Liz Cheney, who, who begins the proceedings by stating Trump's guilty. In fact, saying anybody who believes that Trump isn't to blame for this, I think the word was irresponsible or reprehensible. I'm not sure. One of the R words. Which, if you're conducting a, a House investigation uh, via your committee, I, I, I would think you wouldn't want to, you know, uh, come out with who you think is guilty right off at the beginning. You'd probably want to take in more information and find out what happened. But that's not the point of this of this circus. And then we get uh, we we get Adam Kissinger again. Who who I I don't I didn't really know anything. Chris, did you know I, I didn't know anything about this guy? He looks like he's about nine years old. 
Uh, I heard on uh, Mark Lee Van Cam and Robbins that he's you know probably going to lose his seat in the midterms. So his political career is kind of you know on the wane. And he he does something that drives me nuts when I feel that it's fake, and he starts crying. He cried. He wept. You guys held the line. You held the line. He saved us. And it was extraordinarily obnoxious. But then it's made doubly obnoxious when freaking Adam Schiff does the same thing. Adam Schiff, who is a reptile, uh, I don't. Have you ever seen that man blink? I think if you see him blink, he blinks sideways. The guy's an amphibian. All right, he's he's reptilian. He's 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 a lizard. He, he's he's a mollusk. He's a bivalve. He has no emotional content whatsoever. Don't Chris? Don't you kind of didn't you get the feeling that Schiff at least maybe had a little jalapeno juice on his fingers? The old Obama trigger. You wipe your eyes so you can get him to water up. Adam Schiff starts weeping. Um, if if you believe that, and and then we got you know, and of course the usual celebrity idiots uh, were tweeting, you know, just fawning over Adam Kissinger and Adam Schiff, and suddenly they're suddenly they're big pro police people, and that was the thing that made me want to vomit the uh, for for the most part yesterday is all these people who I know are anti cop. I want to defund the police. I've been going on and on and on and on and on and on for a couple of years now about how all cops are racist. They just want to hunt down black dudes. But they stand with these four cops, man, to the extent to where it brings them to the brink of their own emotionality, and they have to start weeping. Blah. I've cried a few times on the air <laughs> over the course of my career. But, you know, it, 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 the only time, it's, that's one of those things that when somebody genuinely has an emotional moment on camera, it can be an extraordinarily powerful thing if they're being honest and if that's their honest, genuine reaction. Uh, I lost it a few weeks ago when I first came back on the air, and I was talking about all the people that had wished me well and sent their prayers to me in the hospital and all that stuff. Had a little moment there on the air. Wasn't something I planned. It just there you are, you know, you're crying on the air. Um, when people fake that crap, though, <laughs> I don't know about you. I know it's uh, the story's already 24 hours old, but is there anybody listening who felt that was genuine, either on the part of this this puke Kissinger or or uh, on the part of Adam Schiff? Did anybody think that they they were really genuinely that overwhelmed with emotion? Because if that if they're that genuinely overwhelmed with emotion in that moment, it can only mean one thing. They think that highly of themselves. Because what you kept hearing yesterday is by protecting us, you were protecting democracy. You were protecting America. You were protecting freedom. You got kids getting whacked every damn day in Chicago and Baltimore, and they don't care about that. But, man, when you come after us, we were so grateful for you holding the line that we just, we just overcome with freaking emotion. What a bunch of bull crap. Uh, I don't know how long this damn thing is going to go on or how long we're going to have to suffer this crap. Uh, it's you know I don't know when the next session is or whatever, but yeah, let me just ask you this. Does anybody out there think this is genuine? 
Is there anybody listening who thinks that this committee is actually about the business of finding out what happened on January 6th? Or is this theatrics? Is this, is this political theater because they hate Donald Trump and they want to, they want since January 6th, well, hell, for the past five years, they've wanted to define Trump supporters as a domestic threat. Uh, we had the schmuck, uh, on the CBS morning show the other day, uh, for the ESPN guy who's out there, uh, at the Olympics and he's, he's, he's getting emotional and triggered because he sees the flag, the American flag. And to him, it now represents nationalism and white supremacy. Uh, because, you know, our, our country, I don't know if you've noticed this. If you've missed it, it's not, it's not, it's not surprising that you would have missed it, but apparently our country is just swamped by white supremacist, uh, white supremacist violence. We are, we are, we are in a stranglehold in this country with white supremacy. I'm not sure where it's going on, uh, but apparently it is to the extent that a dude who is getting his own ass paid to report for ESPN at the Olympics starts getting emotional because he sees a flag, American flag, and it triggers him and makes him think about white supremacists. And then he starts rambling about capitalism, that the Olympics should have been canceled, but because of capitalism. I love when people are getting paid lots of money to do what they do, start crowing on capitalism. Well, because of capitalism, the Olympics is allowed to go on. Because money determines everything. Because obviously, dude, you're reporting for free, right? Oh, God, I'm so sick of it, huh? I, I, and again, it's the bull crap I can't stand. My, my bull crap, my appetite, my, my ability to observe and digest bull crap is, is, is almost non-existent at this point. And as I always say, because I don't want to be a stinking hypocrite, I'm talking about my own, my own bull crap as well. But bull crap in general is, you know, bull crap. <laughs> it's someone crapping the bull to you. They were crying. Oh, God. You know, were they crying for, what is it, however many, two couple of dozen, were they crying, did they cry, did they shed any tears for the, you know, almost uh, with 30, to over two dozen people, innocent people who lost their lives during the George Floyd riots? They cry about those people? No. They cry about the, the little kids that get shot every stinking weekend in Chicago and Baltimore and, uh, and, uh, most every other freaking city across this country. They ever shed a tear for those people? They ever shed a tear for that little girl who was killed because she's in her car with her dad at the drive through window at, I think, McDonald's or wherever the hell it was? No. But man, when you attack us. <laughs> When you when you start putting your feet up on our desks, oh man, I I wonder if we'll make it through the week without hearing it was worse than nine eleven. I'm waiting for that, man. I'm waiting for January sixth to surpass nine eleven as a national nightmare. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. A quick call. Here's Edward. Edward, how you doing? I'm doing great, sir. Hey, I just wanted to say if anyone's called in and uh, said that uh, Adam Schiff is a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> he is, man. That dude is a piece of work, is he not? Uh, My yeah, God. Yeah, I All guess. right. Well, I mean, the hubris. All right. I appreciate the call, man. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 
<laughs> this is a song called Plush. News Talk 550 KTSA. On Where and Ride with Don Morgan, both Don Morgan and Trace said grunge is depressing. I almost said grunge is depressing. You guys both said grunge is depressing. And that's just sad. That's just sad, man. It bums me out. I need some penny royalty. No, you guys, because you and Trey just didn't get the grunge thing. It wasn't your trip. No. And I, I, well, the reason is, because every now and again on, on Where and Rhyme, we talk about what music we're listening to right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm buying up all these old classic grunge records, like uh, STP Core, Soundgarden, Super Unknown. I got the Nirvana Unplugged delivered the other day. Right. They're not fans of flannel. Hey, flannel rocks, man. And uh, and it's just kind of because I, I know Trey wasn't into it, but I, I didn't realize you weren't that into it. No, just wasn't your thing. Not really. And you guys are wondering why why was everybody so depressed? What were you also depressed yeah. about? Yeah, it, you know what it is. It's I think it's like Chris and death metal because Chris is into death metal, which is grunge. You know, in hyperdrive, <laughs> it's darker, it's louder. And for me, you know what it is? First off, I like the lyrics. Like Chris Cornell, I thought, was a brilliant lyricist. I, you know, I, I think um, uh, Cobain was a great lyricist because they wrote in sort of non-linear, in a non, non-linear way with a lot of imagery, which I like, is poetry. Right. But I think the music was such a release. For me, it was just such a release of energy mm-hmm. that when I'm stressed out about stuff, I pop some grunge in the CD player and I just crank it up as loud as I could stand it. Right. And uh, and it just it releases all my inner angst. <laughs> still, thirty five years, years later, later I'm right. still full of angst, man. I am. Why? Well, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out how, how I want to. Because I've I thought about this years ago. Right. But when when that came along, um, I didn't really care what, what, for what was being produced by the rock bands of the day. The rock bands weren't all that great. I mean, maybe Guns no. N' Roses was doing some interesting stuff, but and that's e- about and it. Even, and even that band wore on me real right. quick. Yeah. You know? It was like, okay, you did Appetite for Destruction. Now what are you going to do? What have you done for me lately? Guess yeah. what? You shouldn't have tried so hard because it's, <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, use your illusion. Those weren't very good at all. Oh, September rain. Oh, that. oh yeah. Was, that. Yeah. But you know, I, I I appreciated the fact that it forced a change. Yeah, it did. Um, you know, in music in general, you know, for the better. I don't. You know, it depends on who you talk to. Um, well, I, I liked some of the. I didn't wasn't into them, but some of the songs I heard, right. I enjoyed. Like I told, I liked Stone Temple Pilots a lot. Chris Cornell, I thought, had one of the oh, man. finest voices I ever heard. Four before. octave singer. Yeah. He could reach four octaves. Yeah, I, I just read amazing, that the other day. Yeah, amazing singer. But um, in general, I, to me, it was a moment. To me, it was, and and at the time, I was going through some rough crap. So maybe I think yeah. I kind of slid right in there. You know right. what I mean with with all that stuff. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's yeah. what old Uncle Sean is listening to right now. It just didn't work for me. Had it come out five years earlier, maybe. Maybe you know, I was timing is everything. Yeah, but uh, at the time, I I can't say I was able to relate to it. I'd gotten past all that angst nonsense at that point. I never got over it. <laughs> I'm still miserable and angst ridden. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> It'll ne- the grunge will never stop for old Uncle Sean. You know, when I was sitting, I, I had I got my first apartment when I was sixteen. Right. And if, you know, if this music had come along at that point, when I was sitting in this small you know, efficiency apartment with no furniture, you know, <laughs> by myself, then you might have you know, might you know, looked into 400 it. Four hundred miles from home, maybe then I would. Oh, you know, this stuff is great. But, <laughs> but at that point, I'd kind of moved past all that timing. So, t- timing. Yeah. 
Well, and you, you started living like an adult very early. Uh, well, I had no choice. Where, where you had no choice. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I, yeah. I never really matured beyond the age of 19. So there we go. <laughs> 2105. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, if it made you feel better. Right. There, then the mission accomplished. Well, it, you know, but something interesting that's what it's supposed to do. That's what music is supposed to do. Something interesting though, when my daughter was out here, and I mentioned this, and I know we're just kind of rambling. This, this is interesting to me because their music, the young people of today, I think their music is depressing as hell. Right. Because it's all slow and dirgy, Billy Eilish. My kid loves Lana Del Rey. You know, and it's just. It just that's how it sounds really. And we were talking; she loves the grunge music that I love. Yeah. And we were talking about what the difference is, and she said it. She said, "Well, our music is your music. We're just not pissed off. Right. We're just miserable." (laughs) But I I think that the overall essence of the of the music is the same, um, where it's just very, very very personal. But I think. The advantage that the grunge bands had were a they were much superior. The musicianship was much, oh, yeah. far superior. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, and and the lyrics were more poetic, I believe, yeah. because you listen to it now and it's very, well, you know, my ice cream melted. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but they didn't kiss know, me. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> with, the, with the grunge bands would talk about, you know, why, right, <laughs> why, why, why did it melt? And I, why I, do I feel this way? <laughs> I, I think my heart is melting like ice. My soul is melting like ice cream. I, I think, you know, it, it, poetically, I think you're right. I think, uh, Black Hole Sun is probably one of the greatest works of grunge poetry. Just a beautiful, beautifully written song. Um, 210599. What's wrong with young people today? We'll talk about Simon Biles. It was a bold Biles. I just pronoun- mispronounced her name, didn't I? Simone, uh, the, the gymnast uh, who dropped out, and everybody's got an opinion on that. Sim- Simone Biles, right? Uh, we'll talk about that. That's how much I know about gym- gymnastics. That's coming up next. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. We're going to talk about Simone Biles here in a second, but I want to take one call on the January 6th circus, which is what it is. Here's Omar. Omar, how you doing? Oh, man. <laughs> I heard you on the radio saying that. You're tired of all the BS, man. And I'm like, man, you know, I am too, man. This is just one of those days. Can you believe that and, crap yesterday? And, and Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's nuts. Man. Hey, and thumbs up to uh, Chris Cornell. I actually like uh, the Seahawks, and uh, I was going to try to go up there to Seattle this summer, man, but just financially it didn't work. Right. right. Yeah, Chris Cornell was one in a million, man. I appreciate the call, man. Just no, nobody like him. 210-599-5555. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not really into the Olympics. You know that. <laughs> Talking about that for you know since this all this stuff began, right? I, I don't, I don't follow gymnastics, man. Made an observ- observation about gymnastics years ago that got a few letters sent to me. I'm just, I just, I'm not into it. So Simone Biles, I, I don't know much. I don't know anything about her. The only thing I know about her is, and I, Trey had to remind me of this because I'd forgotten, is that she, I forget which game it was, but she threw the f- opening pitch out in some baseball game and she did a couple of flips or whatever, a couple of flippy flops there. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anyone gym, gym. I, I don't know. I don't know a gymnast from a gym bag. I, I just, I don't know. But she made the news yesterday uh, in the Olympics. 
when she backed out of uh, what is called individual all-around competition uh, to focus on her mental health, to focus on her mental well-being. And, uh, you know, people are kind of reacting. This is another one of those uh, stories. First off, is it going to affect you, your life or my life one molecule, right? But people are splitting off into two different camps of opinion, of opinion, all right? And the first bunch of folks are calling her brave because she's focusing on her mental health rather than, you know, pointlessly competing or, or what have you. Uh, you know, they, good for her. It's, you know, that she's a, she's a, uh, you know, a great standard now for folks or a great example for folks now who uh, are dealing with their own mental wellness issues. I guess they'd call it. We're not talking about strict, straight up mental health issues. She didn't drop out because of schizophrenia. Uh, I would call it, it's one of my least favorite words, but I'll use it, mental wellness. Now, what that means in her regard, I don't know if that means she was too stressed out or the pressure was too much, I don't know. And I'm not even acting like I know anything about the pressure of being an Olympiad. Okay, but it's this idea of the mental wellness issue in general. So some folks are calling her brave for calling attention to the fact that people, you know, no matter what's going on in your life, you need to make sure you're taking care of your mental health. And other people are like, yeah, but <laughs> you you chose this. You you other people are depending on you, and you're backing out, letting them down. And you know, and 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 I, I I would have to say I'm probably more in that column than in the first column because she said, you know, we have to protect our mind and our body rather than just go out there and do what the world wants us to do. This isn't necessarily what the world wanted you to do. This is what you wanted to do. And and it, it, I, I had the same reaction to it. Remember last year? Was it last year, Chris, when at City Council they were talking about, you know, uh, mandating uh, companies have to give their employees off a, a hangover day if somebody parties too much the night before? You need to get a hangover leave. And I just, you know, that was a big eye roll. And so, you know, I, I, again, it's not really about her because I don't know what she's going. I don't know anything about her, but that whole idea that, you know, if I'm, if I'm having, if I'm emotionally not doing well on any given day, it's the world's responsibility in a sense to let me stay home and take care of my emotional issues. That that kind of bugs me, and I and I one of the reasons it kind of bugs me is I think that's an ethic that has taken over the work ethic of the younger generation. I'm just going to be honest with you. If I'm hungover, I need a day off. If there's something I really, really, really want to do, I, I, my work should be okay with me taking time off. And I know I speak for my wife and myself when the only time we, you know, I mean, apart from pure vacation, which, you you know, you got to take, yeah, get away, get out of the game every now and again, but that's why we have vacation time, so to speak. I'm not speaking about being an Olympia. I don't know what their, their time off hours are. But my wife and I, you know, the only time I won't go to work is when I can't physically go because there's something physically wrong with me. And I, 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 I hate to, this may sound square and old school, but I think 
what's courage or maybe bravery or maybe the best word is strength are people who do do, go to work or do what it is that they do despite what's going on despite whatever emotional issues they're having despite whatever kind of mood issues they're having despite whatever people who rise to the occasion when they're under an extraordinary amount of stress to me now that requires something because I, I could tell you right now, man, I could, I could make that. I could say almost every other day, you know, I'm on a bummer today, and I don't want to go to work. <laughs> or I'm, I'm, I need to stay home and drink some chamomile and just chill out for a while because I'm having a bad day. You know, I, 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 I'm not saying that that's not, that's never true. All right, but again, you know, when other people are depending on you. And the only issue you're having is the emotional content or the stress or what have you. You know, maybe you need to uh, muscle through. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe you need to muscle through. And uh, I think we learn more about ourselves in those moments. You know, I, again, I can speak for myself that in the moments where we're just going to give up and I'm done. What do you think? 210-599-5555. 210 Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. You know they found a two-headed, a two-headed turtle in South Carolina. Abby, some good soup right there. We'll talk. Uh, people want to, are calling up about uh, the gymnast. Uh, let's go to, is it Angelo? Angelo, how you doing, man? Hey, um... Yes? Um, yeah, a couple of things. One is, for whatever reason she pulled out, I'm glad she did. She already had her heyday in the, uh, in the Olympics. Give it to the new people, the, the kids. I'm so tired. The only reason why she got that position is because of who she is. So whatever her reason may be for whatever mental problems or it could be uh, scary problems, who knows? Good. Give it. To, they just gave it to another Olympian, not Olympian, somebody who may become a right. great Olympian. Give them a chance, you know. Everybody who's a star, like I give you example. Uh, you're breaking up on me, dude. What's that? Uh, he's breaking up on me too much. Says, give it to the younger, the other folks. Well, then she shouldn't have gone. I don't know. It's gymnastics. She's a gymnast. It's it's they're gymnastics. You know, hey, I don't care about gymnastics. I care more about two-headed turtles. Here's Stephen. Stephen, how are you? Good. How are you doing, sir? Not too bad. Long time, long time listener. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, Simone Biles, basically, I think, is dealing with a lot of pressure from... There was a lot of young women that got taken advantage of, basically abused. And I think that pressure, and she didn't deal with it properly. And I think now it's coming out and it's affecting her. I agree with the last caller, though. Let the young ones come in and show their right. stuff. All right. All right, man. Appreciate the call. Thank you. 210-599-5555. Chris, could you handle, like, two of your own heads? Do you know what I mean? Because you handle, like, having a head. Like, they found a turtle in South Carolina with two heads. They suspect it was a genetic mutation. <laughs> was Dr. Fauci in on that study? Because that's deep. You think? But could you handle, like, you know, another one of your heads, you know, like somebody, like, right there next to you, and it's you? How would that make you feel? You know, I, 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 I would be arguing with myself constantly, man. I don't know if I'd like myself very much if I had two heads. 
I, I'm barely able to deal with the head I got now. I'm just saying. Plus all the shaving cream, you know, uh, 210 uh, Here's Isaac. Isaac, how you doing? Hey, brother. God bless you, man. Long-time listener. Oh, thank you. Hey, you know, I think this whole thing is just an indication of direction that this country of ours is going to. is a wussified nation where everybody's got to have their space. Everybody gets a, participa- a participation medal. I watched a really fantastic movie. It's an older movie. It was the story of Brandon Burlesworth, a man, a young boy who had so many obstacles. He was overweight, obese, he, abusive father, but he pressed on, he pressed on, pressed on. And I can sympathize with whatever her problems are, but what, like you said, she chose to go into this, and then in the middle of it all, she quits on her team, and then they want to try to make a hero out of her. I think that when you make a choice like that, you have to – you. you, you you gotta, you gotta stand up for, or you gotta stand for the pressures that come with the life or profession. That well, yeah, because the way she tried to characterize it, sometimes you gotta not do what the world wants you to do, and it's like, but this isn't the world telling you to do anything. This is you. This is your choice. This is what exactly. you wanted. Exactly, and I think it's more publicity stunt uh, above all things. And that should be the platform for you know uh, everybody gets a participation medal. There shouldn't be pressure in the Olympics. They shouldn't go through this. Right. Just like these police officers, there they were <sighs> crying and everything. Dude, give me a break, man. That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. I got to run. Man. I got to run, Isaac. I'm just out of time, man. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you listening and checking the show out every day. Adam Schiff crying. What if Adam Schiff had two heads? Like he could dry the eye. One, one head could, like, you know, sympathize with the first head that's crying and stuff. I don't want to think about Adam Schiff having two. I don't like the head he's got. He'd be two times as full of Schiff. He'd be two times as full of crap, right? Full of Schiff. <laughs> uh, he was one Roy Orbison song yesterday, wasn't he? I think he was faking it, though. Yeah, maybe you know, If you think Adam Schiff was genuinely crying, was that overcome by emotion? Talk about emotional frailty. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, coming up, all oh, the CDC upgrades their uh, their mask uh, advice. That's next on the Sean Ryman Show, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We don't want to go back to virtual. We don't want to close the schools. We want when the fall term comes, the children are in school. And in order to keep them safe in that setting, giving the changing situation that has occurred, that's why the recommendation to keep everybody masked when you're dealing with school, even if you're vaccinated. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. That's Anthony Fauci. He's about this tall. I hate the sound of his voice, Chris. I hate the sound of his voice, that little booger. Who's talk 550 KTSA? It's a Sean show. Hi, I'm Sean. How's your day going, huh? The phone lines are open to 5555 Another full hour of slogging through the stupid. 210-599-5555. So the, 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 uh, the CDC now has upgraded their guidelines on masks. And I'm not sure if I'm even getting this. Even if this, so if even if you're vaccinated, the CDC is now saying you should what wear masks inside. 
in certain situations, in high-risk situations. If you're vaccinated, you need to wear masks. Because somehow now the... Because I'm protecting you, right, if I'm wearing a mask, right? I'm protecting your ass if I'm wearing a mask, right? Now, what we've been hearing for a year and a half, I'm protecting you. I'm saving lives. And now i got to wear a mask even though I'm vaccinated. I, 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 I don't know, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, the Delta variant, the latest, latest number I heard was it's like 87% of all folks who get the Delta variant are unvaccinated. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, call me suspicious. You know, I, I'm a little suspect of anything I hear right now as far as the, the variant or COVID or anything, uh, at this point after what we've all been through. And again, I know people who are very ill right now because of this. So I'm not trying to, you know, diminish that people do get sick. Um, but the same people who are now telling my vaccinated ass that I got to wear a mask for some reason to protect other people, which doesn't make any damn sense to me. Uh, you know, the very same people have nothing to say. The very same, has, Dr., has Dr. Fauci ever said anything about the border? No. I think the only thing he ever said about the border is that's not his area of expertise. <laughs> so you you flood the country with illegal immigrants uh, a lot of them we we had these folks here in texas who were at a whataburger coughing and hacking and uh all i guess tested positive for covid were sent to a local hotel but that doesn't have anything to do with it right that doesn't you know geraldo he's also about this tall with a big head uh, in fact, if I think if he shaved the mustache, he just wouldn't be able to stand anymore, right? The guy would just tip over all the time. His center of balance would be lost. Uh, Geraldo on the five last night was going off on the unvaccinated. You know, he said it's inappropriate to demonize them, and then he proceeded to demonize them. You're selfish, narcissistic SOBs. If you're not vaccinated. And I didn't actually see it. I heard Trey. I heard this through Trey. But then one of the other panel members on the five brought up the open border. I think it might have been Gutfeld brought up the the open border. And then uh, then all of a sudden, uh, little Wee Geraldo gets all upset and pissed off because Gutfeld's being a racist. And how dare you say that about all these fine people coming over the border? So you know, it's politics, man. It's stinking politics. Uh, it's about cheating elections. Uh, again, not saying the virus ain't real. Again, I know people who are very ill with the virus. It's not the point. Okay, the the virus is is serious and it's real, which is why you know what we need serious and real information about it, which we've never really had. Uh, one of the first things Donald Trump did uh, once it became apparent the virus was making its way to us via air travel as he shut down the border with China and he shut down the border with Europe. He was called a racist. Here we are, you know, barely two years later, and uh, we have a porous, we have an open border, people just flowing in, they got the COVID, all right, and if you mention that, you're a racist. Now, if you mention that, you're a racist. 
But you vaccinated people need to start taking some responsibility and putting the mask back on. Why? Why? The, the amount of people who are getting the, the COVIDs, whether it's the Alpha or the Delta, and I guess we're going to be making our way down Fraternity Row here on this thing, no matter what it is, okay, it's, it's very, very small. So why do I have to put a mask on when I'm vaccinated? Who am I protecting? You know, I, I, again, uh, and, and, and here's the deal. The other part, you know, this thing about the unvaccinated. Do you honestly think, at this point, do you honestly think if somebody out there has a real problem with vaccines and they absolutely don't want the vaccine, and they've got whatever reasons, and I, I, for whatever reasons, they don't want the vaccine. Do you honestly think mandating them is going to make them do it anymore? They might take their heels in. And is it not lost on you that many of the same people who are now telling us, get vaccinated or you're killing people, were the very same people that when it was Trump's vaccine, don't get vaccinated? There are two things that screw up everything in America sometimes, money and politics, when they go hand in hand. Money and politics, baby. Especially politics. Politics is a rot at this point. It is a form of rot, intellectual rot. Uh, 210 I'm vaccined out. I'm, I'm pandemic out to masked out. Here's Susan. How you doing, Susan? Hi. Hey, listen, uh, the CDC is here to protect us, I was told. And as long as the CDC was agreeable with Fauci on anything that Trump said, everyone was raising their hands and clapping their hands. And as soon as they said anything that was, in, that was anything that was the opposite of Trump, everyone who was a Trump-tard decided it's, it's, it's You say Trump-tard? No, it's true. Did you say that? No, wait, hang on, hang on a second, hang on a second. Okay, hang on a second. Listen to what I'm saying to you. The same people, including the president and the vice president, when Trump was in office, said, "I'm not going to get the I'm not going to get the vaccine." It's the same vaccine. Okay, we have a different president, and now they're saying we need to mandate vaccines. That doesn't bother you. Well, you're a hero. Wait, hang on, hang on. That does. Does that not bother you? Yes, it does. It Why? People are, people are hypocritical, okay? So the people that you're telling me I should listen to, you just identified as hypocrites. Excuse me, but your hero, which is Hannity. Okay, we're not talking about him now. We're talking about the people who are in power right now. The people who are in power right now, when it was Trump's vaccine, didn't want to get it. Are you telling me that you saw Sean Hannity the other day? and he I, don't, I haven't watched Sean Hannity in weeks, ma'am. Sorry, I didn't ask your pronoun. What? You know you do. You know you do. Oh, is that your argument? You know you do. Always, you always quote Fox News because no, I don't. I look at, I use Fox News as a source sometimes, but I don't quote them. That's your only source. Oh, you just know everything, don't you? You just know everything, don't you, Susan? You are so hypocritical. Right. Right. And you have a responsibility because right. You have, you have a, an audience who right. listens to you. Like you, right? <laughs> like you. My God. My God, Susan. All right, so let me, let me say one. Let me, let me ask you one more. Hey, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about the open border in COVID? 
I think that they should be checking everyone before they get the hell in this country. I'm well, they're not. Sure. They're not. Uh, does that bother you? But then there's something we need to work on. But we I would say so. Do you think you think that open border? Do you think that open border? Do you think that open border has anything to do with the uptick in COVID cases? No, I don't. I Why? Think because of the office. Why? President Trump, who decided. Wait, 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 wait. Why don't you think the the open border has anything to do with uh, with the COVID numbers? Why do I? But that is a ridiculous question. You know, no, I'm, why is that? A, come on. Why do you think the people coming in over the border, we just had a bunch of them in Texas, we found out yesterday who had COVID. Why do you think that hasn't had any impact on the COVID numbers in this country? Why do you think that? I didn't say it did not have an impact. Okay, it does, but it's not just there. It's also our, our idiotic citizens who are deciding, saying, I'm not going to take the, 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 the vaccine. Why would you not take it? You, I, 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 you, you listen very – I've had the vaccine. Well, tell your, tell your listeners they need it, too, because you're not doing that. Oh, okay. You're doing the opposite. All right, Susan. All right. Sorry, again, I didn't ask your pronoun, but thank you, ma'am. Yeah, I bet. I know. All right, thank you. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. There's your typical Democrat. Low information. I'm a Trump tard. <laughs> the very same people who, you know, don't want to hear anybody ever say the R word, and I'm one of them in regards to people with special needs, have absolutely no problem calling me a Trump tard. Well done, Susan. You're a class act. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We're gonna take a little break. Uh we got full lines now. Uh and we'll be right back. This is Jamie Markman. Stay connected with News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one oh seven one on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. News Talk five fifty KTSA. The last caller said, I'm a Trump tired. <laughs> You're still listening, Susan. You are, aren't you, Susan? You're still listening. You're Idiot. still listening to a Trump tired. 210-599-5555. I love you using my creepy voice when it comes to, like, liberal pukes. You're still listening, aren't you, Susan? You hate my stinking guts, but you listen every stinking day. Thanks for your support. Um, 210-599-5555. Oh, and about the Hannity thing, I actually can't stand Sean Hannity. Can I say that? I, I just said that. I don't watch Hannity because he annoys me. He just he, he annoys the hell out of me. I'm a Gutfeld guy, man. <laughs> I like Gutfeld, man. He's quirky as hell. He ain't got no damn polish. A little rough around the edges. Funny as hell. Smart. So what is it about Hannity you don't like? He's a square. <laughs> He's such a stinking square, man. He just is. Even his head is almost square-shaped, you know. And I'm right. not dissing his opinions. Most of his opinions I probably agree with. Right. You just, this is presentation. You it's just he's to me he's too old school. He, you know what I mean? He's just that, he's that kind of he's just a, he's a square, man. He just looks like he's no fun at all. And uh, I met him once. I actually partied with his staff in D.C. Uh, <laughs> several years ago. Oh, no, it wasn't his staff. It was Glenn Beck's staff. Oh, okay. One of those squares I partied with their people. Right. I just am not into squares. Sure. <laughs> I understand that. Well, and he just, you know, let not your heart be troubled. It's like, oh, stop. <laughs> 
You know, I've He's never got a hair out of place. I've never once watched this show. It's, you know. I, nor uh, Greg Gutfeld. Never watched either one of them. Gutfeld is, you'd probably like him because he's very, irre- what I like about Gutfeld is he's irreverent. Right. He's extremely irreverent. Yeah. Which is why on occasion he'll drop the S-bomb live on the air, which he apparently did last night. Yeah. And I've been watching Gutfeld since Red Eye. I used to do a show on Fox in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. called Red Eye. That's where he started. And uh, just a funny, funny dude. But I agree with pretty much everything he says. Um, Hannity, to me, is predictable. Like, on any given issue, without watching Hannity, I know exactly what his opinion is going to be. <laughs> there's, there's no variation at all. It's Joe Biden's fault. Yeah, it's Joe Biden's fault. This is another assault on our on our country. I don't have a single hair out of place. His hair looks like a helmet, man. Like, you could just click it off his square head. I'm just not a fan. Because <laughs> oh, I like reality. <laughs> You know, I like reality, man. I like, you know, and he just seems like a not real guy, you know, and he's very successful. He's done very well for himself. God bless him. But no, ma'am, I don't watch Hannity. Okay. Right. So you're expecting a, a level of real from a primetime news network <laughs> talk show. What am I thinking? Man? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> man, maybe I, I, I did do too many bad drugs back in the eighties and I just didn't realize it because what am I expecting here? Really? But no, not a, not a huge fan of Hannity. It's just, it, to me, it gets boring because I know what he's going to say about everything. I know what his opinion is going to be about everything. And it just, it, it, that to me gets repetitive. But the other guy kind of throws Gutfeld, you. Gutfeld, you never know what the hell he's going to say. Throws man. you for a curve every day. Oh, okay. You should check him out just once. Just check him out. He's got his own show now, but you wouldn't be awake when it, when it goes on the air. But, uh. I have a rule about those shows. What? I just don't watch them. Well, that's the, probably the best rule to have. I don't watch any of them. I wish I could, I wish I had that rule. The, 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 you know, the thing is, is I don't want my opinion on anything to be swayed. Right. In any way. And, you know, in this line of work, I really try to leave that in my truck. Sure. When I pull into the parking lot. Um, so I don't really want well, that, that going on. Well, and, and the problem with TV news right now, cable news, mm-hmm. is that 90% of it is commentary. It's, yeah. There's only a very, unless something is breaking, you know, when you have because, a breaking story, it's great to have 24-hour news. But beyond that, it's all commentary. Yeah, and I really don't, you know, I, I, I don't really need to have them feed me my opinion. That right. Way. Um, and, and, you know, I get the entertainment value of it. If you're looking at it from that perspective, more power to you. But I don't even think it's entertaining anymore because it's just people yelling at each other. Yeah. And no, not in a fun way. That's why I, <laughs> that's why I stopped. I, I used to watch the shows on ESPN, the talk shows on ESPN. Oh, yeah. But I stopped watching them because they just holler at each other. Yeah. And, know, and it's not even funny. It, it gets yeah. a little tiresome or, you know, weary, wearisome after a while. Yeah. I, I don't listen to any talk. I used to listen to a lot of talk radio. But, I, I mean, I listen to Trey when I'm rolling in. Right. And I'll listen to Jack when I'm, when I'm, if I'm doing errands in the afternoon, which is usually, Jack's usually on when I'm out and about running errands, so I want to hear what Jack's saying. Mm-hmm. But I don't listen to any of the national guys. I don't listen to any talk radio beyond, beyond that. Right. Because I learned a lesson when I went out to LA, uh, uh, I don't know if I told you this story before. It's, it's really, it's one of those big learning moments in my career where one of my favorite talk show hosts was a guy named Phil Hendry. Who I just thought, liberal as a day is long, but funny as hell. Just a funny, funny yeah, familiar, dude. Yeah, I'm familiar with you know, you know Phil Hendry. Yeah. And I listened to him obsessively every day because he, he came on on one of the stations I was on. I think he was on in, in Colorado. And I went out to L.A. and I sat behind the microphone of his old station, KFI. And it wasn't until I got on the air that I realized how much I had unconsciously taken from him in my own style. Right. 
to the extent to where people thought I was Phil Hendry pretending. <laughs> this actually happened. People thought I was Phil Hendry pretending to be somebody else. <laughs> I'm serious, man. That's hilarious. And I, I got to know him a little bit on Facebook years later, and I told him about right. that. You know, but he sure. didn't, didn't give a crap. But I mean, it was funny because people. And so from that moment forward, I stopped listening to talk radio. I cut my right. talk radio listening in about to almost next to nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. I listen to the guy that's on when I'm on the on the way in, and here at KTSA I listen to Jack because I just love I love Jack. I love what he does on the air. Uh, and and I you know we're so different on the air, but. Mm-hmm. I, all right, I use Jack as show prep. There you go. I just said it. <laughs> Part of my show prep is listening to Jack, okay? But beyond that, man, I don't listen to talk radio. Yeah. I don't, for that reason. All right. I, you know, if I have to choose between the two, I'd prefer to listen to the opinions of talk radio hosts because I, I just think that there's a little more, um, it's a little more intimate to me. It seems, right, and, that's uh, true. And it seems a little more urgent and, and off the cuff. You know? Yeah. You know the TV guys, and I'm not knocking them, but they have to operate within <sighs> very tight parameters, right? You know, um, and it's all planned yeah, out exactly. well in advance. Exactly. The radio guys, and this is after you know nearly 40 years of watching right. this. Um, you, you have what you're going to talk about, and you kind of form your opinion, and you just go. <laughs> I pull it out of my ass every day. It's not, I really yeah. don't. Well, I mean, I, that's the beauty of it. But that's what I like about it. Talk Ray is I go out here and I, I, I only want to know the facts. I want to know the basic facts of any story because the rest of it is just me talking about what I think about it. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. That that part I enjoy about it. Yeah. And that's another thing I got from Phil Hendry because he would do that. When he when, not, when 9-11 happened, Phil Hendry went serious. Right. And he would just open up his mouth and share his thoughts. And I thought it was beautiful because you're right. I think that's yeah. what makes talk radio so much more enjoyable and enlightening sometimes sure. than television news. Where, because, you know, every, it's, it doesn't matter. You get, you get the liberal guy, you get the conservative guy, you got the host in the middle. Mm-hmm. Host agrees with one of them, and they're going to yell at the one guy they don't agree with. Yeah. yeah. And plus, you know, look what's on the screen now. You know, you've got somebody on there, and you've got 15 different graphics floating around his head. <laughs> It's extremely distracting. It is. You know? Yeah, that's like, that would be like you doing this show, and then I'm on one side of you screaming something. Chris is over there screaming something. <laughs> like a split screen, yeah, all this crap floating yeah, around my head. We're all just talking at the same time. That wouldn't be any fun at all, man. No fun at all. So You're in the middle of something, and I just scream, Unemployment's up! <laughs> <laughs> it's just an onslaught of content. Yeah. It's an unrelenting river of content on TV. Yeah. You're right. So there's a long-form explanation as to why I don't watch Stinkin' Hannity. Okay, there we go. I think he's a square. Plus, okay. I don't, I, he didn't like his hair. Yeah, I don't like his hair. All right. He smells of cigars and cheap bourbon. All right, well, expensive stuff, actually. Where am I? Oh, let's take a break. Steve, hang on. Eric, hang on. 210-599-5555. Uh, 210-599-5555. Oh, I, I don't know where my mind is today. Let me tell you about my friends at John Wayne Service Company. I'm not getting enough oxygen to my brain today, I think, Chris. I'm so forgetful. I am just forgetting stuff left and right. My apologies. Uh, And we'll be back again. Steve and Eric, hang on. We'll talk to you in just uh, a minute. (laughs) News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? How you doing? Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. There's Steve. Steve, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Hey, Sean. Hey. Um, 
Democrats, they have no honor, they have no integrity, they have no no good, solid principles. They're wishy-washy. They are never, ever honest. And most particularly, they're never honest with the the man or the woman or the trans or the cis or the or the it that they that they see when they look in the mirror. They're never honest with that person either. I'll tell you, I left Fox News election night. I only mm. get my news from Newsmatch, from uh, One American News, and, of course, from talk radio. Right. Uh, but what's funny about your caller who said, and I, and I, I can't stomach Sean. I never watched <laughs> Sean when I was watching Fox right, News. Right. I never tuned in. And I, I have to confess, I do listen to his radio show, I think, for about an hour while I'm waiting for Jack's show to come on. It's insufferable. The guy only <laughs> talks about himself. All he does is talk about himself. Yeah. But what's funny is your caller listens to not only you, but she listens to Sean. Look, she, she watches Sean Hannity's show. Right. Otherwise, how would she know that she disagrees with what's being on there unless – She's being spoon-fed it, which is maybe the case, 50% chance she's being spoon-fed and swallowing it down and licking every drop, or she's actually watching, and because she cannot accept reality, because she, she, she's, if she's right. exposing herself to what we're talking about right now, she's exposing herself to the truth, to reality, well, but she denies it. She denies it, and I'll tell you, one thing I've learned is a true thing, okay? If you look at... Uh, MSNBC and CNN, okay? Just use those as two examples, okay? Their ratings suck. They Their ratings are in the bottom of the toilet, all right? Why is that? Okay, th- there's only one possible reason. Okay, liberals don't watch CNN. Liberals don't watch MSNBC. One of the reasons that it's a rare thing in this country that you have nationally syndicated name recognition liberal progressive hosts on the radio is because they can never get a real audience. They can do all right regionally. If you're in D.C. or if you're in Chicago and you're a local talk radio guy, you might do all right. But for the most part, liberal talk radio has never reached the national uh, attention or reach national audiences like conservative talk because liberals listen to it. Do you know how many people I got listening to my show who hate my stinking guts? And they listen every single stinking day. You know, and, and merely day. by listening, they're supporting me. You know, and they it's, listen, uh, what's that? They listen, they listen every day, Sean, because they want the truth. They hunger for the I, truth. They thirst for the truth, but they will deny the truth right. and reality all day long. I They'll concur. Bang their head up against that wall. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. No, seriously, man. Well, uh, there, well, there's two things at work here when because let, let's this is interesting because yeah, if you if you once Trump left uh, the Oval Office, uh, the the ratings for both well they were kind of on the downslide anyway. But both CNN and MSNBC are having, I mean, CBS, NBC, and, and ABC, CBS, NBC, C, you know, the three networks. As far as their news coverage, they're also in the toilet. And why is that? And again, it's because a lot of folks who are on the liberal left, on the puke left, well, the content they consume, if they consume any news content at all, tends to be conservative. They're watching Fox News, I think, to find out what's going to upset them next. They listen to guys like me because what what awful, hateful thing is he going to say next? 
And so they're some of the most loyal listeners. You'll, Howard Stern used to say that, that the people that hate your stinking guts are usually the most loyal listeners you have. And it's a combination of that, and frankly, as Susan proved, uh, listener Susan called a little while ago, they don't really watch a whole lot of news at all. They don't consume a lot of news content. It's obvious when you get someone on the air that they are not following the news. And I don't, look, I'm not a prep crazy person. I mean, I, I do show prep, and I have my own, you know, certain way of doing it. But I want to be off the cuff as much as possible. I just want to speak my mind. Uh, you know, other folks do a, a, extraordinary amounts of prep. But even at my meager level, and I'm not saying it's meager. No, I, I prep my show. I just, you know, I, I I I like to leave things open to chance a little bit more than some other than other folks on the air, and that's just my shtick. That's how I do it. But I can get somebody on the air, right, Chris? And we could tell in about thirty seconds, if maybe even less time, that they're talking out of their ass. They have no. They haven't read any articles. They don't know any information. Nine times out of ten, it's it's raw emotion, and that's it. Well, you're just a trump tard. Uh, Susan did call back. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> She's, you're still out there listening, aren't you, Susan? You're still out there listening. What the hell is wrong with you? I mean, I'm thanks for the support. I appreciate it, but jeez, you're weird. A weirdo, man. Bet she's got a Beto sticker on her car. And she actually used that term to describe. She called me a Trump tard. Well, that's. I'm quoting her, but the reason I say it on the air is because folks from that angle of things are usually the first, and I would agree with them, to, you know, not use the R word in regards to people with special needs and handicaps, because that's, you know, I I, I grew up with those folks, so I, I, I have a very bad opinion of that word in using that reference, but they have no problem trotting it out when it comes to somebody they don't like or disagree with. <laughs> Talk about a hypocrite. Especially when it's unoriginal. Yeah, it's also an original, Susan. See Julian Castro, another unoriginal liberal puke. All right, two one zero five. He's in the news too, but who cares? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Who cares what Julian said about anything? <laughs> I care even less about what Julian says and what Joaquin says. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you put those two dudes together? They don't make one interesting guy. You know, I'm just saying. And your 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 friend Beto is up doing a march from Georgetown to Austin oh, today. So stop, Beto, that leprechaun, that lucky charm. Okay, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. The the best thing about that whole march, I'm not knocking what why they're doing it. It's just the fact that it's twenty seven miles. And it's going to take them four days. <laughs> what are they? I, don't, I haven't even picked up on that. What the hell are they marching for? What is it for? Because there are, you know, the voting laws that oh, God, right. and they have voter suppression, and, and so they're marching from Georgetown to Austin. They started this morning because <laughs> that'll fix it. <laughs> and they're going to march a whopping, you know, five six miles a day. You know, talk about putting yourself out there. Well, I know, but do you really think <laughs> Beto speed walking while sipping Merlot actually improves the world in any measurable way? He's got the arm movements down. He does. He's already got the arm movements. Did you vote? You like Beto, don't you, Susan? You got a Beto sticker on your car, don't you, Susan? He's a fake Mexican, Susan. 
He's a fake Mick. He's a lucky charm. He's a leprechaun. And what's even more enjoyable and entertaining to me is that he's a moronic leprechaun. And you support him. You support a moronic fake Mexican. How does that make you feel, Susan? You're still listening, aren't you? 210-599-5555. I'm such a jerk. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, man. It's, uh, the vo- it's the voice. It's the creepy voice. You're still out there, aren't you, Susan? There's an exorcism going. What are you wearing, Susan? You know, but you got a Beto shirt on, don't you? And here's the issue I have with that is, is sometimes I find myself doing a creepy voice. Everybody's yeah, because yeah, if I right. put it in your head, then you start yeah. doing the news. Like if the phone rings and it's one of those, you know, your no. power warranty people. No. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What kind of car do you drive? I get those calls. Mr. Rama, we need to uh, uh, come up with a plan for you to start paying this. What are you wearing? We have an installment plan we could put you... Oh, no, seriously, what are you wearing? <laughs> you tell me what you're wearing, I'll tell you what I'm wearing. I'm wearing nothing at all. All right, anyway. <laughs> you want to freak out a bill collector or a good telemarketer? Yeah, do that. It's oh, awesome. You're talking to a naked man. All right. Uh, I'm not wearing any clothes. I'm not wearing any clothes, and I'm not going to pay that bill either. And I'm sitting on a plastic lawn chair. It hurts real bad. You gonna peel my ass off the chair? <laughs> Why did you call? Anyway, two one zero five nine. All right, a man sweats. All right, it's Sean on Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station: News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA. Rasmussen just put out a report that a majority of Americans want the race riots of 2020 investigated more than January 6th, including, according to the Washington Examiner, including overwhelming majorities of blacks and Hispanics. Odd that. (laughs) And yet, what are your tax dollars being spent on? Crying Adam Schiff, man. Weepy Adam Schiff. That other guy from Illinois. <laughs> uh, Nancy Pelosi's having a, her news conference. Who cares? Talking about a creepy voice. There's Jim. Jim, how you doing? I'm doing all right, sir. How are you? Not too bad, man. What are you thinking? Well, I was just enjoying your uh, little rant a while ago with a creepy voice and talking about Beto and the Lucky Charm and whatnot. Cool. And I wanted to offer um, a little bit more dialogue for that. Next time you call him Lucky Charm, don't forget to throw in something like magically pretentious or <laughs> something like that. He's magically pretentious. Magically yeah, something like that. You just, you know, <laughs> if you don't mind me offering it, that's all. Magically pretentious. Perfect. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> He's marching. Why do liberals think that just, you know, they, they look at the civil rights movement. The civil rights movement, yeah, the marches were important, but the content of the message is really what won the day in the civil rights movement, which was all that pesky content of character stuff. You know, then you had the, anti, the anti-war, uh, you know, marches. And so they think if they just march, man, we just start marching, stuff happens. 
We just got to march. Chris got to march more. Conservatives should march more in the streets, you know. So Beto, <laughs> Beto, who has all of the uh, intellect of a windsock, uh, is uh, is walking from. He's marching from where, where Georgetown to Austin, because that'll do it. <laughs> You know, baby, I, I, I really felt that uh, we need these uh, these laws here in Texas to protect the vote because I think that, you know, in large measure, uh, the Democrats successfully cheated the last uh, presidential election. But, damn it, then I saw Beto marching with some hippies. Ah. <laughs> Scrap the laws, man. Marching, may always marching somewhere. Uh, 210, oh, we got a few minutes here. Oh, we don't. 210, uh, we have to. Okay, yes, we do. Here's Richard. Richard, you're on New Song 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Hey, Sean. Hey. Uh, hey, uh, you are rocking the airwaves today, man. You are right on the beam. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Thing, just a, a little word of warning, having some outside experience at it. You might want to check your battery on your light vest. You may be overcharging it. <laughs> I, I, I amp it up a little before I go on the air. Outstanding, <laughs> man, but be careful. Be All right, careful man. Now. I will, man. Thank you, brother. God bless you. A day without Richard is like a day without sunshine, man. No, I do have to watch getting upset and getting stressed out. It's a true damn thing. So, you know. Uh, that's, you know, that's another reason why I've kind of cut down on my cable news watching in general. Because, again, it doesn't matter who you're watching. 90% of it is just commentary. It's not pure news. Uh, unless a news story is breaking, right? Like watching the coverage of the select committee yesterday. Well, that's actual news. You're watching it take place in front of your very eyes. But then the rest of the day, whether I don't care who it is, whether it's Fox or MSNBC or CNN, the rest of the day it's just people talking about that crap. You know what I mean? I do that for a living. All right. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, uh, my good buddy Don Morgan, and my good brother, uh, both brothers, uh, uh, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.